Welcome to Collier's Talks, a podcast series featuring the latest trends, insights, research, and developments in commercial real estate in Canada and beyond. Hi, I'm Nick Aguineris, Executive Managing Director of Supply Chain Consulting for Collier's Canada. In this logistics disruption series for Collier's Talks Industrial, we speak with industry leaders to explore topics that are impacting the supply chain sector. We'll dive into the major trends and shifts that are keeping supply chain managers awake at night as they try to plot a course to get ahead of what's next. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most important yet least discussed spaces within the distribution center, the dock, and how automation and technology is helping to transform the good old pack station. We've got Tom Napier joining us today from PSI Engineering, where he is the product manager for automated pack station solutions. Tom has worked in the supply chain automation industry for over 35 years during which he has designed and sold manufacturing and warehouse improvement software, hardware, and complete systems around the world. An ergonomics, engineering, and technology enthusiast, Tom has a passion to help customers increase their order fulfillment cycle efficiency. Thank you, Tom, for joining me today. Well, thank you, Nick, for having me. So every warehouse and distribution center has a dock, and we all know how important it is to the healthy flow of an operation, yet we always just walk right past it, seemingly, whenever we do a tour or we, we run our facilities. Why is the dock space so important? Well, um, PSI has always kind of considered ourselves the bat catcher within a baseball game. And, do, uh, you know, do you ever remember the umpires within a baseball game? And you know, they're, they're there to make sure that everything runs properly, but, um, you know, nobody knows their name. But, uh, you know, the, the, us being the back catcher, we're able to see everything coming toward us. So uh, the runners come to us, the batters come to us, the ball comes to us, we direct the outfielders, we direct the pitcher to pitch. And so uh, with everything coming toward us, uh, we're able to have a unique perspective. And the shipping doors, of course, uh, they're the, uh, uh, the key ingredient to the whole dynamic of a distribution center, because that's the uh, trigger to uh, take your inventory from a liability to a receivable. Yeah, that's right. I guess the, the shipping door represents the customer, because once it goes passes through that, that threshold, then it's essentially in the customer's hands, whether it's a pickup or a transport or delivery. Um, the, the door represents the customer from a DC operation perspective. Absolutely. Uh, whether it's, um, you know, pick up curbside, pick up in store, um, you know, a lot of the times you can pick up from a distribution center uh, currently, or it hops on a, uh, some sort of a courier, could be a bicycle courier, could be a uh, uh, UPS or FedEx, uh, and it uh, goes, uh, goes directly to your house. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So with your extensive experience in the startup and optimization of distribution centers, what are the top three areas that should be focused on beyond just the racking and, sh and shelving uh, storage areas? Well, uh, you know, today, um, you know, the, 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 it's, we're in the world of e-commerce and the key word is speed. And the, it's, it's like a hundred uh, meter sprint in the Olympics. Usain Bolt, they have to take a look, uh, you know, he says he looks directly at the finish line and uh, he listens for the gun and then he's off. And for DC, man man for DC managers, the, the finish line in, in their industry is the shipping door. So that's, uh, that's, that's where they have to take a, a look at. And for, you know, we have to 
see that. So the three three key conf configurations or, or uh, aspects. You know, the first thing is to sort your orders for each door correctly. Okay. Then the second thing is to uh, finalize and guarantee that the uh, the order is 100% correct. Uh, that means for the uh, I like I like to use the perfect order formula that it's got to be on time, damage free, complete, and um, it it's, it's arrives to the customer so they are they're always having a nice happy smiling face. Uh, another thing that you want to do there in that uh, packing station area is make sure that you've got the right size container. Uh, we don't want to ship air anymore. Sustainability factors and uh, it's it's difficult to get rid of some of the uh, um, uh, packing uh, uh, components within your order uh, from uh, recycling, uh, you know, from from your home, and then um, the, uh, the you, you want to be able to get the orders picked correctly and efficiently upstream. So it's it's like we don't want to drive into a traffic jam when we're on the highway. We'll try to avoid that. Uh, Google Maps will actually uh, make a suggestion to you today. Um, and uh, so that's what we want to make sure of that uh, we don't uh, send our uh, totes or cartons or pickers into a busy crowded area. So what I'm hearing, which is interesting, it's not about, it's less about the design itself. It's really about knowing your process and knowing the supply chain process and what you're trying to accomplish for your customers and then creating the design to support that process um, and optimize that. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're if you're looking at the finish line, once again, uh, along the way, you're going to have certain hurdles. Maybe you're going to have certain um, uh, slowdowns, speed ups, uh, you know, so it's it truly is a marathon because it takes over two hours to get to the to the final destination. But you want to make sure that you're sprinting all the way. So you want to make sure that there are no log jams or, or uh, bottlenecks within your distribution center. And what I'm hearing, you're talking about the pack station at the center um, of the operation, which is the control tower, the catcher. Um, so why is the pack station such an important element to the supply chain? Well, the packing station, very, very simply, is the last place within the distribution center where we can actually see the, uh, the order. As soon as it passes, the packing station gets the shipping label on, it's closed, it's invisible. So uh, it's very, very important that uh, anything that uh, has been occurred upstream is now corrected at the packing station. Gotcha. And, and what about COVID? I know we've, we've talked about that over the past year uh, extensively, but have you seen any short-term changes or responses to this disruption and to the, the health and safety aspect or designs that you expect may stick around in the future for future taxation designs? Well, I don't know if there's any distribution center that, uh, you know, where you have all the, the uh, flow going to the packing station. Sometimes you have as many as two or three operators at one packing station to help out. Well, we can't do that anymore, not with COVID. You know, we need the physical distancing. And, um, you know, with that, we want to try to maintain as few transactions for one person to handle and try to automate the rest. 
So what can we automate? Well, we can automate extra collateral. We can automate samples. We can automate um, uh, packing slips. We can automate the, um, the dim factor reduction. We can automate the weighing. We can automate the uh, applying labels. So move that back to the packing station now that that's been automated. Basically, all we want the operator to do is take a, a physical check to make sure that everything looks correct. 99.99% it will be done. And then we, um, uh, th that person can um, uh, either push that onto a conveyor where it can be automatically closed if it's a carton, automatically sealed if it's a bag, or um, you know, they can do that themselves and uh, then they know it's correct. And so does the, so does the, um, uh, the operation. So how do you reconcile, so we, we, when we've talked in the past about automating processes and, and having operators um, from an efficiency perspective, you want to keep the number of tasks or different tasks that an operator performs at the pack station to a minimum or to, I think it was sub five, um, compared to the comment about keeping the number of orders that are touched by multiple people to a minimum. So, so streamlining the order to a single operator and yet streamlining the number of tasks that a single operator has. How do you balance that? Yeah, actually for what we've noticed is, and, and it, it kind of goes back into the ancients as well. And that is the rule of five. You've got five fingers on one hand. As soon as I am working with uh, the transactions, I can count up one, two, three, four, five, really, really easy. But if I add, let's say I, I go up to 10, well, yeah, I've got 10 fingers on two hands, but you always need one hand to count on the other hand. So uh, do, I, do, I, do I miss one? Do I put one extra transaction in that uh, didn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't supposed to be in that order? And you know, so I, I may go up to one, two, three, four, five, but I may skip six and go seven, eight, 10. Uh-oh, I've missed two. See, because, and then, uh, the, the packing station operator tends to never do the same thing twice. So then they will do three, four, five, one, two, and, and, and start getting mixed up. And, and no two times it's the same. And so when we keep it simple for the operator to uh, perform these tasks, uh, as few tasks as possible, and we automate the rest, it creates a nice workflow. It's like tying your shoe. Do you tie the, the, the right side first or do you tie the left side first? And you'll see that people will always get into a routine. They'll put one shoe on, tie it, put the other shoe on and tie it. Or maybe they put both shoes on and tie it, but they work the most efficiently as they can do it themselves. Same thing at the packing station. You know, it's, it's like getting dressed in the morning. The packing station is just a natural uh, transaction-based processing for them. I, I really like that rule of five. Um metaphor, but that, that's something from a, keeping it simple and, and the understanding of, hey, we've got five fingers, you know, one to count, one hand to count and five fingers to, to count up to. Um, I really like that, uh, that analogy. Well, it's Henry Ford noticed that way back in the uh, late 1800s. And when he developed his assembly line, it was one transaction, one person at one time. And he was able to um, get the best production out of, his, out of that assembly line and was able to make one car every two, uh, two minutes. Mm -hmm. Didn't make one car in two minutes, but two, one car every two minutes was coming off the end of the assembly line. And that's what you want to do. And if you think about it upstream, 
that's basically what happens too is you know you're you're not asking an operator to pick multiple products at one time they pick one product at one time at one location so why would you want an a packing station operator to all of a sudden have to do 10 things when theoretically you could reduce that to two or three no, that makes a lot of sense. And it's it's really about getting better, continuous optimization and getting better. I like that. And, qu and quite often what you can do then when you operate this, uh, when you automate, you can reduce the space because a packing station takes up a lot of space. And the other thing too that Henry Ford did was he brought the product to the operator, not the products to the, uh, with the operators to the, to the car. And that's how they used to make them back then. And today, you know, you've got all this stuff within the packing station. So you've got your label printer, you've got your packing slip printer, you've got your boxes, you've got all these things that could be automated and streamlined. And thus you actually take up uh, less physical space than you do uh, uh, when you've got multiple packing stations. Yeah, and you need the space to be able to work because like you said, that's the last place that the order is visible. Once it's sealed, it's closed, it becomes the customer is going to be the next one to look at it. So having the space yeah. to be able to do everything properly is, is right. a well, the only checkpoint that you have after it's closed is the weight. So if I have a bottle of red wine and a bottle of white wine, they weigh the same. So I can't tell whether it's correct. That's true. But the other aspect of the pack station that takes up the space, and, and I'll put my lean hat on, is inventory and, and work in process. So it's the buildup, and you, you hinted at it when you talked about the bottleneck and you talked about the congestion and traffic. But when you get a buildup of many orders waiting to be processed or orders that have been processed and are waiting to be sorted, you also take up that physical space and which creates other issues, especially on the dock and congestion and, and loss of visibility creates other issues. Well, that's the, that's the other thing too, is that po post packing station, we have to sort properly to the proper lanes within the, and you need space too, to operate. You know, usually what happens is uh, you, you have a building that's uh, sized for the picking area and then everything else is squeezed into this little tiny uh, area toward the uh, shipping docks. And I've seen where there is probably no more than about 10 or 15 feet from the, uh, uh, you know, so the pallets can get in and out of the uh, shipping dock. You've got to give yourself a little bit of room there. Yeah. It's, uh, you, so, some of these places you can't use a, uh, a forklift. You, you need to use a pallet jack, okay, to uh, maneuver. And that just slows things down. Same thing with the packing station. It can't be an afterthought. It actually needs to be um, uh, considered first. So look at your end destination first and work your way back and see, see how much space that you're going to re require. So taking that customer first approach uh, and going to the, the shipping door as the customer or the representative the customer, how has the voice of the customer been incorporated into supply chain design? Well, I want this product that I ordered next day at the most two days. And Pitney Bowes just released a very, very interesting survey. So maybe you can uh, put that into the uh, uh, webpage of that, uh, where that survey is. But, um, you know, it's, people find it acceptable and fast in just over two days from the, from the, when the order was released. Uh, uh, medium speed is three days. And oddly enough, back 
you know, back in the early cell phone days, the uh, mobile uh, uh, companies, they, they knew that buyer's remorse used to set in with about 72 hours. So, you know, did I make the right choice? And if you're going to be over that 72 hours in shipping, uh, there's, there's a better chance that those products are going to be returned. Um, and so you've got to be very, very careful. So unless there's a, a, an expectation for delivery that it's going to take over 72 hours, you better darn well get it there or make it available. With grocery, they want it within hours. You know, they, they people, I guess they're hungry. They ordered something and, <laughs> you know, they want it uh, curbside, uh, you know, within a couple of hours, but that's a little bit different. Um, but this is what uh, we have to contend with today. And uh, so any bottleneck within your distribution center is, is going to cause um, massive headaches because, uh, you know, the, uh, the courier truck leaves at five o'clock. So if that thing's not stuffed completely, you're, 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 you're out of luck. You're going to be in three days, maybe four days. And, uh, you know, if you, you can't miss these, that crush cutoff time. So make sure that everything flows properly, okay? And that means uh, from the shipping dock all the way back, we should see no uh, bottlenecks or delays or log jams at all. Okay. So bringing it back to real estate, how does dock and pack station design affect industrial real estate? Excellent question. And, and you know, we, we've been told by um, customers that in the automation of the packing station and the shipping area, it's actually increased the longevity of their distribution center by as much as five years. So you've got this continuous annual growth of five to 10%. Uh, in past times, now it's 20 to 30% uh, today during COVID, and there's no uh, sign of that ever going to be reduced. So whatever your orders are today, you know, if you have a thousand orders per day, if you're uh, SMB, and now you're experiencing 3000 orders a day, expect that you're going to get 3000 orders a day to 5000 orders a day in the next couple of years. That's just the uh, uh, people have uh, uh, tasted that uh, uh, yummy dessert and uh, e-commerce is is a great convenience uh, and and almost everybody has used it during COVID. Yeah. So, you know, when you're when you're looking at that, um, you need to, uh, you know, the, the for real estate when you're looking at that, you need to uh, consider well the real estate agents customers. If I've got a lease, okay, um, I want to show them the proper building. I want to have that person uh, because you're working for two people really you're looking for the client which is the leaser and then you're looking for at the leasee for that for that space and if it becomes a disaster a nightmare that uh the building's too small then are they going to come back to you again you know in the in the housing real estate market um <clears throat> you know every 20 years um you go back to the same real estate agent if they're still in the business because if you've had a happy time then you're going to remember that and you're going to go back to that person you trusted even though it is a generational thing it's not a uh, uh you know uh, a daily thing you know with with real estate yeah it's just it's interesting you mentioned the the time frame um and the need to build into a long-term commitment real estate industrial real estate is a long-term you know i i don't see many three years uh leases uh, today or, or you're buying and building your own building um 
the industry can change and e-commerce is seeing huge growth and knowing your business and knowing what you need today and knowing what you're going to need next year and, and three years from now can be a big, big challenge. So finding ways to optimize, is, is there a risk of optimizing too soon? Well, organizing anything never wasted anybody's time. Okay, so if you're well organized now, um, you may not be ready for all the um, uh, automation. Like if I have a hundred orders a day and I only need uh, 5,000 square foot, you know, kiosk type uh, distribution, then that's, you know, that's, uh, that's fine. I, but what I really do need to know is what is my inventory by location? Uh, you know, what, um, do I have the right um, shipping containers? Do I have the, uh, the right um, uh, courier schedule, you know, the, from, from front to back? How do, I, how do I organize things? And then organizing larger, okay, becomes a natural thing. So you may, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, a, a small operation may need only a stock locator. They may not need a full-blown WMS. But as soon as they get into the 10,000 orders a day, if they're not using a WES, warehouse execution system, uh, then they're, um, they're, they're gonna be so far behind because they, they have a slow process. Then try to go up to the next stage like the Amazons where you're doing 100,000 orders a day out of each distribution center. But going back to your uh, uh, real estate aspect and the real estate uh, partner, um, the, the more they know about their customer's business, then the, uh, the better uh, they, can, they can plan, okay, to you know, show them because then the criteria for, the, uh, for their client is, is understood, right? Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is the, the interesting thing. And that if, if their client's business grows, then who are they gonna come back to? Okay, I need a second distribution center and I want it in uh, a thousand miles away, okay? Or should I consolidate my distribution centers? And um, so I only have one and I'll ship from one local area. It's okay if I have a three-day delivery, right? Because it's gonna take uh, the one day to process the order, the one day to transport it, and the other day to deliver it. So you're, and, and the courier companies are getting pretty good at reducing that time schedule too, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, this is, this is where we, the, you know, in, in little that I know about real estate, but I, I do know a fair bit about sales and the, you know, the, the trust value is, is there uh, when you do your customer good, when you're, when you've, you're letting the customer make all the decisions, they might ask you, well, I could have done that myself. So you have to add value. All right. Just taking a pause and, and kind of directing the question more towards the, the physical real estate of the pack station, what are the components of the pack station and how does that affect the industrial real estate design? So are there considerations or characteristics of automation with the pack station or, or dock space that you see being incorporated into the physical buildings, whether it be increased base sizes in, on the shipping dock, we've, we've seen increases in the, the speed bay. Um, is there a different power requirement um, door ratios because of all the, the transactions and activities, those types of, those types of things. Well, let's, let's go back to the SMB. 
Um, and then let's go to the large companies. Okay, so with the large companies, you want to um, have a dropped trailer, okay, whether it be a half trailer or a full trailer. Um, and, um, and then the courier will come and pick those up at the end of the day. Okay, so I'll need enough docks to uh, have the different couriers that I'm going to supply. I don't wanna um, have that stock in the warehouse, okay, clogging things up. I wanna get it right onto the truck. When it's a, uh, an SMB, well, you know, you may only have, you know, one or two docks, one for receiving, one for shipping, okay? And so, um, and you want a, a free um, uh, uh, path, okay, when you're receiving something to be able to put it away. And the, in shipping, you want a clear path, but you, now you're going to need to stock up two or three pallets. Um, and then, and then uh, uh, when the courier comes, get them onto the, onto the truck as quickly as possible. So there's a, it depends on what the nature of their business is. If I'm shipping small items and I've got a lot of maybe Gaylords because I can't put as many uh, boxes into a Gaylord as I, I can into a, uh, onto a pallet, then oh, and maybe I'm not stuffing directly to the ceiling with certain things too. Mm -hmm. So there is a unique uh, aspect when it comes to the different types of product groups. And you know, this is where you, you know, you in the real estate business need to uh, discuss this with your customers. You can bring in people like uh, ourselves who are experts in this area, as well as the other automation companies that are experts in the software and the hardware for picking. Okay. You know, it's 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 always good to have a team approach when you're when you're in the early stand, uh, early planning stages. Because the last thing really? you don't want to do is you don't want to sign a lease that's going to and it's there's going to be a mistake made. Yeah, that's true. In the planning stages, you're better off getting as many opinions and, and points of view and perspectives that you can, and then that helps influence uh, your the ultimate decision maker to uh, to make the right decision at the end. Yeah, and you go on to LinkedIn, you're going to see a lot of excellent consultants that are, are very very well versed. The only thing is that we find very, very few people when we go to trade shows and uh, uh, discussions like this that actually discuss the shipping doors and the, uh, the packing station. Packing station seems to be the, uh, the middle kid that always gets ignored. You know? <laughs> and that's exactly where we are, We're right in the middle or justified a little bit toward the end. Great. Well, Tom, thank you for joining me today. I, I really appreciate the insights that you've shared with me and our listeners. Well, thank you, Nick. And I want to thank everyone for listening in. Tune in to more great episodes on the Collier's Talks Industrial Podcast, where we explore hot topics in supply chain and industrial real estate. Thanks for listening to Collier's Talks Podcast. To learn more about Colliers Canada, our experts, and our solutions, visit ColliersCanada.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.